0: The free-for-all roundtable.
1: Brought to you by Lexus Vaughan, Canada's newest Lexus dealer, near Canada's wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think.
2: Round one.
1: On round one today, Robert Turner is here, News Talk 1010 personality. Amanda Galbraith, principal at Navigator, also host of Free For All Fridays. Pavan Brach is a serial entrepreneur in marketing tech and real estate development. Good morning to you all, and speaking of development, uh, let's talk about the Eglin Washington Crosstown and Robert Turner over the years we've seen many a press conference but I mean I had made a joke yesterday morning that it was going to be like Krusty the Clown you know I've got to answer questions and then it turns out there actually is uh, an episode of the Simpsons where he's at a press conference being peppered with questions and he
2: says no more questions I just I don't understand what the like I don't understand what the communications play there was. If you don't have anything to announce, why are you announcing? I mean, I guess they'd committed to doing something by the end of the summer, but then they didn't do it. So I don't know what the urgency was to get out and say, yeah, we have no idea. I also don't know how you don't have any idea.
1: Yeah, it certainly doesn't uh, rank up there in the public relations uh, textbook, Amanda Galbraith. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, it's not a great look. I'm sure they knew that going in. Like, I can't imagine they were like, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to go up. We're going to just say we have no idea, but it's been a good summer. Godspeed, Torontonians. (laughs) Which is probably why you didn't have a political person within 10 miles of that thing. Um, Yeah, it was a hot mess. Um, My guess is that's probably part of the job to take the lumps. Um, I do think it is completely outrageous that we don't have, like, they're unwilling to give a public timeline at this point in the project. They know. And at the very least, as taxpayers, we should be told, like as citizens, we should be told what's going on. It's been, I don't even know how long it's been, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean,
1: Pavin, just tell us what's wrong. If the tracks aren't properly aligned, then tell us. But stepping up to a microphone and actually saying the words I'm paraphrasing, but uh, he said basically, I have an idea of a time frame in my head, but I'm not going to tell you. I mean, it's like,
3: I've got a secret. <laughs> that was the classic. Not good. They need Anne-Marie Aikens back fast. Uh the, you know, what a mess. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't approach it that way for sure. And by the way, on The Simpsons, I'd encourage everybody to, to Google the monorail, right. uh, which was the Simpsons edition episode, which was brilliant. And honestly, I've got to tell you that uh, you know, I think we've got to look at LRT in general. I mean, it's controversial to talk about it if you're in Hamilton or in many cities. But everywhere you turn, it's the same thing. The LRT, LRT is causing mess all over the place, from Ottawa to KW. Um, and, you know, in Hamilton, we're, we're hoping to build something for $3.4 but that was a kind of a pre-COVID number, and it's probably going to be $10 billion. Uh, so, you know, overall, what's causing the problems? Would have been nice to know that maybe it's, the, you know, it's all the water flowing under the City of Toronto. That's causing issues, you know. What is the future of LRT when when the climate's you know climate change brings us super hot surfaces as things start to buckle, which they do today? So I just I'm not saying I'm not anti-transit. I'm just saying that I think LRT is as much a disaster as many of the other issues we talk about. And we've just got to take a stop and look at what we're doing here. Metrolink
2: seems to be anti-transit because they can't get it built. Like I don't understand I don't understand and, like where's the premier? Like, isn't this his thing now? Like I know he wasn't around when it started, which is mind boggling. Um, but he He's been in there a while. Where is the the buck stops here? We're going to get it done guy to uh, fire this guy if that's what it takes or get him the resources he needs to get the job done properly. He's getting a raise. Well, I guess he's doing a heck of a job then. I, I just don't understand. Like, do we have to go to Vegas and get a massage to get something to happen here?
1: Like, what? where are we? Uh, and, and, Pavan, you're absolutely right that I think we have to ask some questions because we're just about to build another light rail line. And if I've read the specs correctly, it will not be the same kind of wagon as we're putting on Eglinton. So we're going to have streetcars. The Eglinton Crosstown train, the Ontario line, which will be different, and then the old-fashioned subway, and none of it's integrated.
3: None of it is, and you know, you know, what can you accomplish in six months with electric buses, dedicated lanes? Not necessarily in Toronto because it's pretty, pretty built up, but in other cities like in Hamilton, where you have one-way streets going up and down. I mean, it, it's you know, it's it's just so much simpler, and there's new technology, and I think we're going to be looking pretty stupid in ten or fifteen years when it's finally built, and we just could have done, you know, magnetic suspended uh, vehicles, et cetera.
1: Okay. Well, unfortunately, you know, fifteen years. Okay, there's a the time frame, but I suspect I'll be dead before a lot of this stuff ever happens. Um, I hope not <laughs> Justin Trudeau apologizing outside of the house inside of the house the opposition didn't feel it was good enough. Amanda, I don't know if you heard the extended segment I played of Melissa Lanceman going after him in the house, but this is far from over.
0: It's it's like this happened by the way, if we can recall back, this happened on Friday last week. Like yeah. this whole thing happened on Friday. It is Thursday. And yes, we should be having a conversation as a country about what happened, but this is the worst, like, because this government is unable to get out of its own way. Like, it has literally spent the last four days gyrating and saying it's not our responsibility, and this is the procedure of the House of Commons, and I'm apologizing on behalf of all parliamentarians, but not personally and not for the country. It's like... Just just say sorry. Just say sorry. I'm the leader of this country. The end of the day, I take personal responsibility for the like, I apologize to Prime Minister Zelensky. I've apologized to the Ukrainian Canadians and and like the Jewish community. Like, just do it. It'll be like it puts a pin in and it gets it over. I see this all the time with clients. I just feel like if you go that final step. It's some irrevocable line in the sand. And at the end of the day, it's not. I think it's the decent human thing to do. It was a huge screw-up. And then it doesn't matter that it was the Speaker. It doesn't matter the procedure of the House of Commons. It matters that we were embarrassed, that people are hurt and upset, and the Prime Minister is, is... is screwing around on words and i think it's just incredibly unfortunate and a total lack of leadership
1: yeah robert turner i suspect the prime minister and his staff are being purists about this because thomas mulcare confirmed absolutely that this stuff goes through the speaker's office and doesn't have to go to anybody else and everyone keeps saying why didn't you vet it again it's kind of like asking why you don't have two mental detectors at the airport that's because this was the procedure however i think amanda's hit the nail on the head which is this is a lamentable awful situation that the country is in. So even if you weren't responsible for it, you got to do something about
2: it. Well, and the prime minister has, um, and Canadian prime ministers have apologized for things they, their governments didn't do, but the government of Canada did in the distant past. Um, And they don't, you know, there's no issue with that. So I don't understand. Again, it's the easiest thing in the world. Uh, If I'd been in that room applauding a Nazi on Friday, I'd be sorry about that and could say that. Um, You know, saying you're sorry to taking ownership of that part of it because you're you're the prime minister. It kind of it's kind of your deal. Um, But you can't separate the politics out of this. And I think the conservatives believe what they're doing is working. I can't imagine the liberals think what they're doing is working, but I guess they don't see a way out
3: of it. Pavan, it's time to go. That's all I can say. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's embarrassing. I mean, it's for him to stand up in the House of Commons in his eighth year of government and say it's important that we learn from this and to listen to the laughter in the background. Um, I mean, it just just throw this one on the pile of all the other things that that are a mess. You know, I mean, he has to step down. I mean, the the, the NDP has to stop supporting him, or or this guy has to go. Whether it's our relations with India, with China, uh, you know, the fact that our our federal workers. Have grown by fifty-two percent in in the time of his government. I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable. We have a housing crisis. We have a mismatch on on workers. We have bail laws that are not working. Our military is is you know is under equipped and understaffed. The list goes on. So, I mean, I think it's just finally time that we have to move on.
1: Doug Ford is ruling out comp- compensation for greenbelt belt developers. Amanda, that makes sense to me because I, I don't know what we would have to compensate them for aside from making them feel rich for eight months.
0: Yeah, I mean, what else is he going to say, right? But yes, of course, we're not going to compensate global developers. Um, that may be a matter for courts to decide at some point. Who knows? Um, you know, I think the government is trying to move on from this. I, I don't see another apparently another statement he could make about it. But um, I think the devil will be in the details in the long run if this does um, become a legal case. But um, they're certainly trying to move on from it, um, which probably is the best Thing for them to do.
1: Yeah, Pavan. The best case scenario here for these developers is they took a bet and they lost. The worst case, I suppose, is they actually did get a tip off. So now they're going to be all ticked off that the government changed its
3: mind. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I don't. <laughs> given the the involvement of the RCMP and all the rest of it, I, I'm. I'm guessing that they just want to move on and 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 deal and just put it behind them. And I and I'm probably some of this legislation is intended to to defend against folks who who then went on, went on to purchase land uh that you know it was transacted quickly before the whole thing was shut down. So the, some of those folks kind of are, are quote unquote innocent parties in this that that, that that and so they may be very upset and very very unafraid of of stepping forward and trying to sue. So I think it's probably targeted towards some of those folks latest stats show that Canada has had its largest population
1: growth by person in one year in history, and almost all of that is thanks to immigrants, because people already here don't seem to be having a lot of kids. Robert Turner, we keep on talking about the housing crisis and the refugee crisis, and I know this is a very politically incorrect question, but do we need to question our immigration quotas? Well, yeah, the problem is if you have that, if you
2: try and have that conversation, people are going to accuse you of having another motive. Um, But of course, when you're looking at growing a population, when the services the government's providing for everyone don't seem to be keeping up, it's a question. But we also all understand that as the population ages, you're going to need working people to replace people. Uh, And if we're not having kids to do it, then population's got to keep growing to to keep that – Going to fund everything, so it's 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 a nuanced conversation that is fraught if you try and have it. Um, but I don't know what, what this what the magic number is. But for sure, you should be able to have the conversation. Amanda, your thoughts?
1: Did we lose Amanda?
0: Oh, sorry, I'm here. There. Say that, sorry, John. It cut out there.
1: Okay, uh, your thoughts on this file?
0: Yeah, I think. Listen, I think it's a conversation we have to have as a country. I think we absolutely do need the immigration. Um, We're seeing a lack of workers in all kinds of fields from, you know, one of the reasons we can't build houses, we don't have enough, um, like, laborers. We don't. We don't have enough people who want to build houses. So I think that's a critical part of it. But without the housing to house them as well as, frankly, citizens in this country, like, it's going to cause a revolt. So I think it's a policy failure on all sides, from the ability to build houses to bringing people to this country. But we need to have a bit of a reckoning. And if that's We slow down immigration until we get the housing built, or the inverse, we accelerate the housing and keep immigration up. But I think to ignore both um, is silly, and will just continue to cause problems.
1: Yeah, because, Pavan, I don't think you necessarily have to be a racist to say that maybe we're reaching numbers that we cannot actually accommodate.
3: Well, I'll go a step further, and I'll say that if you don't talk about it, and if you don't have a mature discussion about it, it drives racism. You know, it's 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 mismanaging and and being too oversensitive about things. This is a management issue. Ninety-five—I don't know what the number is—ninety-five percent of us are here as a result of immigration. So, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with talking about it. Nothing whatsoever. It's ironic that the last uh, minister of immigration under the Trudeau in the Trudeau government uh, is is now the minister of housing. Housing, but while he was minister of immigration only 2% of the immigrants that he brought in uh, were were set up for construction work. So I mean could you could there be a bigger mismatch in terms of how we're managing things? I think we've talked about it for for a while now and and you know we really have to start to figure out the impact of 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 AI on the people we need. We know that Tim Hortons and all kinds of organizations across the country have had to shut down because they don't have enough labor. So uh, we just we we have to talk about it and there's nothing wrong with it. And I, as I say, I think it cuts racism versus promotes it. My
1: thanks to the three of you, Robert Turner, Amanda Galbraith, and Pavin Brach. Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.